Hi, Jack. Have you had a shave? No. What? No, of course I haven't shaved. We're in a beard contest, Samuel. We are. We're in a beard contest, Jack. Cash looks good, mate. Of course it does. Time about the rest of the boat race. <laughs> My phone's getting mad. See you later. Hi, Jack. Hi, Sam. How are you, mate? Good, mate. You? I'm awesome. Who have we got coming on the show today? <laughs> We've got Adrian Cox, mate. Oh. The manager from Bad Manners. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, is he a musician? Is he in sobriety right now? He is. He's. I believe he's eight years, eight years sober. I no, believe. But I, yeah, please explain more. <laughs> he's um, he. I've connected for him through Instagram. I've listened to a couple of his podcasts through other people. Yeah. Um, watched him on a live the other day, and I reached out to him and just said because uh, he's commented um, and messaged me a couple of times backwards and forwards, and I just wanted to him to come on because he's an absolute diamond bloke, and when he talks. He's one of them people where you just listen and he's got a, he's armed with a lot of facts and stuff about sobriety, which I believe could help a lot of people. Superb. Sounds like a fantastic guest, Sam. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. <laughs> it just looks like you're a floating head now, Jack. Right. I'm going to put a backlight on. Yeah. <laughs> floating head. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> What it was like that. How you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, good. How are you, boys? All right? Hello, mate. You all right? Yeah, brilliant. Uh, we, I was going to say uh, we've met, but we haven't, have we? I've just watched no. your videos. <laughs> yeah, but same with you. I always feel yeah. like when, when you do these things, there's no bullshit, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's great to meet you anyway, mate. It's great to meet, to meet you. you. It's lovely yeah. to meet you, mate. This is Jack, Adrian, Jack, Jack, Adrian. Hello. Uh, yeah, we. I wanted to get you on because I've, I've listened to a few of your bits on various different things. Sober Dave, one of them. Um, yeah. And and then I've followed you on Instagram since then, and and I admire your stuff, and and I want to hear your story, like again for 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 our listeners, if possible, mate. Yeah, nice. Well, my story: a musician, a tour manager, manager. I'm also a promoter set up loads of shows, tour all around the world. I'm in Mexico at the moment. That's why I'm at the moment, Mexico wow. City, which is great because it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the food's amazing and everything's good. But um, I left home when I was 15 years old to be a professional musician. Play, I played jazz clarinet and I played jazz saxophone, but I was, the band I managed is a band called Bad Manners, who you might know or you might not. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Buster's manager. I set up all those tours. And I'm here working with a Mexican band who I'm producing their album and stuff. But I left home when I was 15 years old. I moved from Brighton, well, Burgess Hill. I always say Brighton because no one's ever, you know, it's yeah. like saying Lowestoft or saying Norwich instead of Lowestoft. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know that game. Yeah. Um, and, and so I left home when I was 15 years old. Uh, joined a band in Devon, moved to Totnes in Devon, which is like the hippie capital of, of the UK. If you've, ever, if you've ever been there, you can do anything. I was 15 years old, living there, no parents there, and I could get served in every pub. Um, I got to try magic mushrooms, got to smoke dope all day long, and um, was having a fantastic time touring all over Europe, playing music, and... and uh, drinking to my heart's content, doing the thing that I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted to be a pro musician. 
when I was at school, that was the kind of thing. I didn't give a shit about anything to do with school because I got on with all the teachers and everybody fine, no problem. And I sort of got why they wouldn't, why they were annoyed with me. But I just said, look, they would actually say to me, they'd say, are you going to do anything today? And I'll go, no. And they go, okay, can you help us out with something else? Can you run this to another classroom? Can you do that? It's like, yeah, it's cool, no problems. And I remember seeing my history teacher in the pub when I was 15 years old. And I remember going to the bar, seeing her. I was like, all right, miss. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, that was quite funny. Um, yeah, so I was on tour. And so drink was always around, um, smoking. Drugs was around, not like a bit of weed, you know, was around. I say a bit of weed. I was smoking every single day. But it just seemed to be the normal thing. So I got caught up in it. And, and when I started, I wasn't drinking because of any kind of unhappiness of like, oh my God, I've really got a, I can't deal with this, so now I'm going to drink. It was simply because I joined a band, everyone was a bit older, everyone was drinking. Nobody questioned my drinking because I was 15. You walk in a pub and go in and go, oh yeah, what ales have you got on? Mm. It's sort of like, what? It's two in the afternoon on a Monday and you've just walked in and asked what ales you've got on. (laughs) Like they just go, yeah, right. Um, So, yeah. So, and then of course my tolerance built up to alcohol, um, like ridiculous. By the age of 16, I was, I drink a liter of sherry um, and then go to the pub and have maybe 10 or 12 pints of Abbott ale. But what we used to do was have, you can see me getting excited talking about it because I remember it because it was, (laughs) Because everything was all right then, you know. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but like, I'd have a pint of Abbott Ale, you'd drink half of it and then put a gold label in it. Remember gold label, like 9% barley wine. And then, and, and it was just ridiculous. And um, my my friend who I lived with, he was part of the band. I mean, unfortunately now he, he's passed away. He passed away at 43 years old, you know, which is unfortunately as, as a, t- a lot of lot of my friends have was that was that for drinking was it it well i mean on paper it said that it wasn't but i mean the lifestyle was i've never known anyone drink as much as he did or smoke as much as he did you know on paper when someone goes does he drink and and the answer was oh but not as much as every just the same as everyone else like that was not the case a hundred percent not the case and so it's pretty obvious you know um and I, I always remember just surrounding myself with people going, well, I'm not as bad as him, so everything's all right. Yeah. And, and then suddenly you become the one that everyone's surrounding themselves yeah. around. Going, well, I don't drink as much as Adrian. I don't take as much as, you know. So I had that going on from the age of 15 to 20. And then I moved from Devon up to London, joined another band. Uh, the dope smoking stopped, but the drinking was, it, the scene was just massive the band i joined were huge there was there was an ex-heroin addict in the band there was a crack addict in the band there was you know so and then like the 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 lead singer piano player like real big drinkers and and the guitar player he was a huge drinker and he was my roommate and unfortunately he passed away as well when he was 33 um so and then so you had all of that and then suddenly i i get offered the job with bad manners who were the biggest party band, most rock and roll. Uh, I mean, rock and roll in the sense of rock and roll of drinking, party, coke, whatever, anything, you know, it's tour, touring heavy and everyone knows it and everyone expects it as well. You know, it's like, oh, it's bad manners. Yeah, you know. And so suddenly I've, I've placed into this band where everything that I've 
doing is totally warranted and actually almost quantified. If that's the word, is that the word? Quantified. <laughs> it would do. <laughs> It'll do, won't it? Yeah. And so it was like, it was suddenly, it's like, shit. And then suddenly you realise that you're one of the biggest drinkers in that band and, you know, huge, huge cocaine addiction. Like I was spending, it, it crazy, it was like 700 quid a week, you know, it's... It was mad. And then suddenly I'm managing the band. I get offered the job to manage it. And, I, and I'm and i trying to do everything together. And and then I had this pain in my leg, right? I had this. So I was continuing life. Stuff with bad manners, I get stressed out. You know, sometimes uh, a bit of a tour. We'd have a six-week tour and one week of it would cancel. And I, the only thing I knew that I had to do was be honest and say to Buster, hey, look, these guys have pulled out. I don't know what to do. And he'd, he would have been totally fine and we could have worked it. But being, there's something in the gene of being a total addict that you're really proud as well. And you don't want to show failure or to fuck up. Yeah. Or to, and so I would try and sort everything out, but nothing would get sorted out. And then I was using drink to go, right, um, I'm going to go and forget about this and drink as much as I can. But my tolerance was so high that, you know, a bottle of spirits isn't going to cut it. You know, yeah. drink a bottle of drink a bottle of rum in half an hour, you're going to need another one or something else. And, yeah. and then, then to my mind, if you're in hospital about to die or feeling like you're about to die, nobody can shout at you or no one can <laughs> tell you you're wrong. So, yeah. and, and even in this, I would work out which hospitals had really good alcohol dependency um, people who would help. And so I would go out on the piss in the area like Chelsea and Westminster, I knew the guy, Ben Harper, he was called, not from my family, that program, but he was called Ben Harper. And I knew that he was like an alcohol specialist and I knew there was a good team. And I remember going over there and my girlfriend at the time, she used to say, are you going to go to hospital again soon? And I was like, why? She's like, you start to smell kind of metallic. And I had a hospital, I had a hospital outfit that I'd wear. Like it was a, a Ben Sherman shirt, which you could unpopper just in case you needed quick yeah. release. And, I mean, it's mental. It's like, yeah. what? Um, and then I, I remember going there and then I'd be in there and, and then some I would get someone to message Buster and go, oh, Adrian's out. Of, he's in the hospital. He's on a drip. He's, yeah. he's out of it. And it's going, what's happening? I go, oh, I'm so stressed. This has happened. It's like, oh, why didn't you say so? You know, we could have. And then, anyway, so that all happened. Then I had a pain in my hip. I thought, I thought I'll get a bike. I'll get a bit fit. This was in 2013, September, 2013. Mm. And I went out on this bike and I came back. I'm like, Oh God, my hip really hurts. Why is that? And then after five months, I had an MRI scan and it turned out that my hip, uh, I got a thing called a vascular necrosis where from alcohol, my blood had thinned so much that it stopped feeding the ends of the bones. And so the ball of my hip, had just died and and going out on the bike had just that half of the ball of the hip just collapsed and then so I have this MRI scan I come around and I sit down and the guy says uh I've got two bits of bad news for you we were just about to go on tour for three weeks or something and I remember yeah. it March 25th and they he said um yeah he said you've got two bits of bad news he said first one is uh, you, you've got to have a full hip. No, he, he said, you're going to have to stop drinking for good. And I was like, what? I'm like, fuck it up. And he was like, and the second bit is you've got to have a full hip replacement. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like 30 years old. And I'm yeah. sort of just like, oh, okay. 
I'm you like, you okay. seem more pissed off about having to stop drinking. Than exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's so weird that even to now that I go, yeah, I'm really lucky with drinking that it didn't affect me uh, physically. And, yeah. and it's like, but you had a hip replacement. I was like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, what's a hip yeah, replacement? But that's, that's an important <laughs> message as well, isn't it? To show that it, because most people think it's your organs or your liver and everything. And a lot of people don't realise what other stuff alcohol affects, do they? Oh, it's like, crazy, you know, and yeah. it's to know that that's because at first I was like, that's not a thing. But when yeah. you talk, you're saying that to make me stop drinking. But yeah. and then it showed me, and that was I remember crying in the in this in, when he told me that I just sat down I was like oh my god, but there was a part of me that was really pleased because it was like this is the ultimate excuse when someone says why mm. are you not drinking I go well, I got to have a hip replacement yeah. because I and even in that it's like because I drank the most yeah. it's like yeah. it's, <laughs> but yeah. and then so I had all that and then. Uh, the NHS obviously don't want to give a hip replacement to someone who's got alcohol problems or has done this to themselves. And there was a, a fan of mine who comes to watch me play. And she was like, you have to go and see this hip specialist. I'll pay for your operation. And it was like 14,000 pounds, you know? And yeah. I was like, wow. So there was that. And I had an amazing uh, alcohol counselor. She was fantastic. Uh, but the trouble was then after that, the cocaine was then cocaine went crazy for yeah. two years and i had a gambling addiction i won i, I won 100 pound gambling really wow so from three thousand pounds and i it was like online slots jack and the beanstalk this like thing really? and i and i was taking I, I remember one night i'd taken an e and i'm like going Oh my god! And it's like everything's happening. I won like ninety-seven grand. Really? And I'm like, what is happening? And, and then within, within was this when weeks, you were sober? Was it when you? When you so were doing this was off. I was doing cocaine. So I always yeah. am alcohol-free from like it'll be nine years next month. Alcohol, That's amazing. Um, and then cocaine was from I stopped in August 2016. So, but mm. it was it was it was a crazy it was crazy, and I, I had a huge breakdown, and and I, I lost all of that money, obviously. Yeah. Like within within about three weeks, spent it all. Really. And, and yeah, yeah, and then then I spent I spent like the best part of seventy grand, not of my money, of somebody else's money that I look after. Obviously, it's not too hard to work out that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying trying to win it back. And then I lived this kind of lie for like six or seven months where people thought that I had this fucking money and I didn't. Yeah. And I'm there and my girlfriend at the time was like, when I told her, and this was in January and then in July when I said, I've spent all the money. She was like, I did think it was weird that you were making me go halves on dinner with you. you know? <laughs> yeah. She thought you were right, It's like, what? It's like, and why am I even paying rent? Like, it's like, <laughs> and then it came down to the fact, and then she was like, she thought that I was having an affair and there was yeah. loads of things after that. And I was at Edinburgh Festival. Oh, mate, it just went on and on. Mm. And I was at Edinburgh Festival for a month trying to work out going, how can I pay this money back? And I was like, maybe I could deal drugs. And then I, yeah. I managed to borrow some money to buy an ounce of cocaine. And I was like, I'm on the inside at this, at this festival. And so no one's ever going to check me. I'm like, yeah. and then I bought the Coke and then I, and then we opened the venue and nobody came to the gig. So in one week, I ended up doing all this coke. And I, did the last, I did the last gram of coke on a flight back from, from Edinburgh to London. Yeah. And then arrived and then my girlfriend was like, oh, look, I've told, I, I've told 
you know, buster that you've spent his money and he wants to see you. I'm like, of course he wants to see, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then actually everything from there was like, I was like, oh, and he said to me, he's like, right, that's it. Your drug days are over. You're done. He's like, I won't go hard on you. He said, and I know you'll pay me back. And I paid him back in a year. I worked like a dog. Mm. I paid him back, did that. And never touched any of it since. So, it's, yeah. you know, and it's funny so when I think, think about it. It's mad. So you, so you, um, you give up the booze and you replace that with the gambling and, and the cocaine. And yeah. since you give up the cocaine, have you had any problems with gambling since? Or did no, you I've... I've stopped. I've stopped gambling. I, I had to quit all the all the accounts. I've, I've so I can't get into any account. My bank accounts yeah. won't let me. Um, I went to um, the horse racing. My ex girlfriend's a bass player. She plays with Paloma Faith, and they did a load of those um, horse racing. Um, yeah. But I'll go to the horses, and I always loved the horses when I when I was drinking in my drinking days. I used to go to the horses. My friend owned a horse. And but the, he said the horse hated him, and so he never went to watch it. So he gave me the owners and trainers. So I cards. Yeah. So I used to go, and I when I went to I went to one of the race courses. I went to Sandown, I think it was uh, in August, and I took three hundred quid with me, and I said that's that is three hundred pound to go gambling on horses. And yeah. I went, and I I was probably like ninety pound down, and that was it. I haven't thought about it since. I did yeah. it. But it was that was kind of like right going out. Was you worried about doing that in case it triggered anything else off? Or there was a worry in me, and my and my ex girlfriend, she when she was doing these race courses, she phoned me up and said, "Would it be weird to ask you for any tips at these race courses? Is it gonna?" (laughs) And I was like, and I said, "Well, no, because I actually enjoy looking at the form and everything, Um, and I could actually do it vicariously through it." And the great thing was. I gave them the tips for the first day that they were at this race course, Carlisle. Yeah. And no, at Newmarket. And ev- everything bar one race came in. And, really? and she, yeah, and she came away from the thing. And and I and the next week they were at Carlisle and they said, uh, she said, Oh, everyone wants your tips now. I said, Look, <laughs> it's a fucking horse. Yeah. Don't like it's gonna do what it's gonna do. And and the best thing was I gave them all tips and and none of them came in. So it was yeah. great. They were all like, <laughs> That's oh, a reminder to you as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. It was great, you know, because it was like people were there. And also the yeah. thing is, people always said with gambling to me, they were like, Oh, I would I would have kept the money, I wouldn't have spent the money. I was like, You never yeah. would have won the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. never would have, you know. And yeah, so I think you gotta be a gambler to win that type of money, don't you? <laughs> exactly. But the yeah. one thing I've learned is the amount of effort. The amount of effort that I put into a life of drinking, taking, I never ran out of drink. I never ran out of cigarettes. I never ran out of drugs. That, yeah. I, I, that was meticulous planning, which was yeah. so stressful. I could yeah. arrive anywhere in the world and get my hands on cocaine. I could get, yeah. I remember arriving in Denmark with a band who I'd only recently joined and we got there. And, and then the next thing, I'm like, does anyone want a line? They're like, what? How's this even mm. happened? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I met, as soon as we got to the hotel, there was someone waiting for me, you know? And it's like, yeah. what? But that, you know, that's what I speak to about with people in recovery a lot, is that we always say, if you use your, your mind, how you used it to get drugs, you'd be a millionaire, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's crazy. It's only, and only 10% of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you if you if I if I wanted to get my hands on some cocaine, I had no money, and the dealer was leaving town in an hour, and I needed to get five hundred quid within an hour, I could get that money. 
But yeah. if, if, if you'd be like hustling, ducking and diving, and like you say, it's completely stressful. But it's yeah. crazy how, how much effort you can put in to get in something that you're addicted to, isn't it? It's actually it's frightening. And if you can turn it round, like, mm. and then what you put it into then is like, right, okay. Because life is hard anyway. Mm. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Like, 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 shit isn't easy. It's yeah. not, it's just like, right, okay. Um, stuff, stuff that all the time happens to me, like managing a band, trying to get, a, when I'm not on tour with the band and I'm in another country, trying to sort them out and sorting visas out. Nobody wants yeah. to do that, but you do yeah. it. And, but it's so much easier once you haven't got all, you know. Well, yeah. Well, you, you're managing the band anyway, like you say, which should be completely hard, but then you add all that on top. And what you just explained was utter chaos. Like you went from drinking, taking drugs, to gambling, to then owing money, then to get borrowing money, then getting money off a drug dealer, getting drugs to sell. <laughs> How the fuck you threw, balanced all that? It's, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's mad. And the lucky yeah. that I feel so fortunate now. But when I say I feel fortunate, you know, Something I always try and say to people is that you don't, because people go, oh, you had a really rock bottom. And I was like, yeah, I had a couple of rock bottoms, you know, having mm -hmm. to have a hip replacement, gambling, losing all the money, cocaine. That, but I try to tell people you don't have to hit rock bottom. And that's a yeah. really, a, a rock yeah. bottom does help. And it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but if you can avoid hitting rock bottom, that's why I think it's important that you do what you do and I do, that we do what we do, do you know? Yeah. Because try and prevent people from hitting the rock bottom. And I always say that to people you don't have to hit the rock bottom before you start climbing back up. You can avoid it if you, if you, if you should avoid it if you can, do you know what I mean? Definitely. Because this, this life is good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we, and I think that's why people get so passionate about sharing it because we've we've both fucking lived at, at rock bottom, and we know yeah. what's on offer as well with for people that can change their life around. So that's why it's passionate to try and help other people. Yeah, um, I feel I, I feel it. I feel it when I see your videos, you know, and things. It's just yeah. like, and I like when you say when it's hard as well. You know, yeah, I think things... it's important to show. I think it's important to show both sides of it. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's definitely. not always. Do you know what I mean? It's not. No, it's not like, hey, like welcome to well. Sober Club. It's easy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that, it's like, it's that, full on. Like you know, that's sober. what I admire about you as well, because you're so far in as well, but you, you still sometimes, sometimes you come across like you're still in early sobriety because of how you talk about it and that as well. And I think that's because you stay grounded with it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's probably why you've had so, so much success with it. I think it's easy for, I think it's easy. The, the one complacent, I've, I've known people who have got complacent and, and the guy who I, he's just a guy called Steve, who's just the absolute Don. He's like 32 mm. years, he's 32 years sober. Mm. And it, when the other day he messaged me, he says, hello mate, how, you how are you? I'm like, yeah, 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 good. And it's funny, we seem to message each other at the time when we're, yeah, like, it's just like this like weird thing. And, yeah, and he said, yeah. he goes, you know, the other day, he said, I thought about, I wonder what would happen if I had a half a lager, you know? Like, <laughs> he said, no, I went to a meeting straight away. I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had half a lager, you wouldn't see me for four months. I know that. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, can I just ask as well, when um, you're obviously a talented musician, um, when you were drinking and, and taking drugs and gambling, did that affect your, your playing at all or... Well, it's, I, now I recognise that it did, but yeah. I, uh, at the time I was, 
I still feel that I was playing to the top of my ability that I was allowing myself to be. Yeah. You know, mm. I realized now that, you know, at the end of the night, I might not, especially doing jazz stuff, I wasn't, stuff that I can do now, I definitely wasn't doing then. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was just an endless kind of, I got wrapped up in that world of, oh uh, yeah, you know, if you're on tour, rock and roll, yeah, you're fucked, you know, and mm. when you're playing, all you're trying to do is thinking about not dying, right? So yeah. you're going, oh, is that palpitation going to be the heart attack? Is that, yeah, is yeah. that one like, oh my God. And then you're playing, going, I can't wait to go to bed, even though I know that I'm going to lie down, not sleep till about half past five in the morning. Yeah. And just keep going. <gasps> like <that. Yeah. laughs> like, I can't yeah. wait for that moment. It, 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 with a lot of people now that in recovery, they they have to change who they hang around with and they, and that like what they used to do with you. That's very different because you're still going on tour. You're in Mexico now. You're touring. You tour the world all the time. You're always in a different place by looking at you on Instagram and everything. And you're hanging around with the same people in the band with. How did you adapt to the to that? Like so, doing the same old life but sober. Well, I think that I. I took on board the fact of how much I was in charge of the band and that mm. I run the whole thing. I set up the tours. I do this. So I am actually in charge. Whereas before I was in charge, but then trying to be like, ah, it's all right. Let's just party. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, I'm in charge of the party, but now I'm in, I'm in charge of the chaos. Yeah. So there's people I know who are never going to change. And there's, people who are really strong, like Buster's really strong. He's not drinking at the moment. He's had a yeah. few issues and he's like, and I sat with him and I was like, you just got to stop. You just got to stop drinking. Like, I, I don't know whether you do it forever or whatever, but it's, you've just got to get healthy and you've got to, and he did. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't had a drink for, well, it's like three months or something, you know, and That's he's really... a strong willed person. And, yeah. and I'm able to say to him in the same way that you told me, don't ever take, if you take cocaine again, I, 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 you can't do any of this, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And I took that on board, you know, and, and now I, because I'm in charge of it and I, and I work at such a high level, I always, uh, that thing never goes. I always want to be, you know, I've still, I've got, you know, I'm a saxophone player. I've got a massive ego, but not, yeah. not in the way of like, Hey, look at me. It's like, I want to be the best, but it's not just at the saxophone. It's at everything. Yeah. Oh, who yeah. set this tour up? Oh, it was me. I've just had meetings out here in Mexico, bringing a Mexican band to the UK. And also yesterday, I just had a meeting with a manager of one of the, there's a band called Pantheon Rococo in, in Mexico City, who are huge. Like they'll do five nights selling out 100,000 people. Wow. And now he's, all, he's come to me saying, hey, can you bring this band to the UK? Yeah. And I'm there going... Yeah, I can actually. Yeah. Let's do it. I, whereas before I would have said, yes, I can. And then go, ah, but, but now I feel I've got all the tools and I, 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 I grab, I go, right. I've been in, cause I'm further through like nine years is quite a long time. Yeah. And, and I'm able to, I've been through so much shit in the last nine years, like so yeah. much. And, but at the moment, at this moment right now, I am the happiest I have ever been in my life. That's I have brilliant. never been this happy. I feel like I'm off my, I feel like I'm off my head. 
Yeah. I feel like I take, wake up and take an E every morning. Like, wait, like <laughs> I really do. I'm walking around. Me- like, I walk around Mexico. I, I just go into restaurants and just laugh. Go, what am I doing? So two in the afternoon, I'm eating in a beautiful restaurant, eating wonderful food. Go and sit and drink coffee and, and just sit and look. Yeah. And go, wow. And present. I, yeah. It's so present. important to be in the present. And that's, that's even with stuff when it's shit. When life's yeah. shit, you've got to be in the present because that's where all the problem stems from. Is yeah. when you go, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. deal with it head on. How, yeah. What coping? What? How have you coped over the years? And you said things have gone wrong since you've been in in recovery and that. What What do you do to cope when things are going bad? So uh, honesty is is number one. It's like recognizing. If I'm if I'm stressed about something, so I might get stressed about setting up a tour for about. That's mm. quite it's quite a stressful thing when you've got eleven people on the road, and you're doing it. You know, I'll get stressed about it, and I actually just tell people now. I go, hey, look, you for me. Can you please do this for me because it's really stressing me out that you're not doing what you're saying, and if not, I'm going to have to change things or I'm going to have to do things and. Yeah, my coping mechanism now is go running, go to the gym. You know, I was someone who was always, ah, I don't go to the gym. I don't do that. Um, but now I go running and I, and every time I do, I love it. And yeah. I'm on a non-sugar diet at the moment because I had problems with my teeth, um, which isn't good when you're playing music. Mm. But, but the trouble was giving up anything, you suddenly get a sweet tooth. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to someone earlier saying that I, you know, I said my problem with sugar is that I want to eat six donuts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mega extreme of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like when you have it, oh yeah, I'm going to have that. Or what's for dessert? Oh, there's four choices. I'm going to have all four. Oh, oh, yeah, four. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How sad. And the thing is, you eat it going, no, I deserve this. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And why not? Because I was governed by all this other stuff. I'm going to have this. Then yeah. you realise that the whole world's addicted to added sugar. Yeah. And then the dentist says to me, he said, oh, I went there. He's a, a specialist, like private dentist, 150 quid a go. I go in there. He, he says, do you drink? I'm like, no. Do you smoke? No. Do you take drugs? No. And then yeah. he went in the mouth. He goes, okay. Uh he said something else I should know. I was like, oh, yeah, I used to drink. I used to smoke. Yeah. He was like, yeah. He said, unfortunately, he said the damage has already been done. Mm. Um, and the same thing with the in the hip where the blood was too thin to feed the bones. The jawbone was taking blood from the gums and they've receded. I was like, oh. So he said, non-sugar diet, no more than five grams of sugar per 100 grams. So I was like, okay, this is all right. This is... And then you start looking into it and go, oh, suddenly that, <laughs> that, that Bircher yogurt from Pret-a-Manger, which you thought was really healthy, yeah. it's got eight, 18 grams of sugar in it. <laughs> but, oh, no wonder it tasted amazing. Yeah. Like, and then, so I just got into it and, and I've lost, since then I've lost two stone and I went back to the dentist to have a root canal, which was going to be a thousand pound. And I walk in and the guy looks at it and he goes, are you in pain? I'm like, no. He said, mate, he said, I don't need to do this. He says, fine. Don't worry. So we're just, and then I went back for another checkup and he did a full checkup and I, I went to pay the 150 quid and he's, and he's like, no, nah, man, he's like, 
you, you've done, you're doing everything I've told you to do. Yeah. And so many people don't do that. And it's a waste of everyone's time. Mm. And, and that's, that's, a, that's something I've realized over the years is where I put. So answering that question, so it's the long fucking route around to answering that's your question. <laughs> I knew I'd get there. Yeah. The way I cope now with things is I very much navigate my time better mm. with who, who and what I invest my brain power in. And, you know, there's, there's people who, when they know you're in sobriety, they can, they can talk to you and go, hey, I really, you can tell when someone's serious and says, I really need some help. Mm. Can you help me? And it's like, yeah, I, I tell you what, if you're up for helping yourself, I can really help you. Mm. Like, and I really can. And I'll properly go 100% in and dedicate time to helping you. And then there's the other people that you realize who are going, who aren't, you, you almost know it because you're in it and you can tell what, like, you know, when, when you flick that switch and gone, hang on a minute, this is forever now. Yeah. And once you know that, that, that can become easier because you can go, actually, I don't have to think about that anymore. Yeah. I've just got to work on myself. And Sober Dave posted something the other day about how important it is that like removing the drink doesn't get rid of the problem. Yeah, it gives you the chance to look at yourself and go, ah, right. Because I know plenty of people have gone, well, I haven't I haven't had a drink for six months. And basically, I just feel anxious. Like, oh, God, nothing's changed. I'm like, well, have you started to look at yourself or have you started to go? Hey, I've got an idea. Why don't you get up every morning, get up every morning for a month at 6 a.m. and go for a walk and Mm. and really think about, oh, yeah, but oh, okay, Yeah, but what? Uh, yeah, yeah, but you know that no, that won't do anything. How about writing down how you're actually feeling when you feel so bad? Write it down. Yeah, well, you know, someone told me to do that before, but you know, I did it for a day. But you know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so, well, yeah. You know, and you, you, you yeah. I mean, you boys are jumping in the sea. Yeah, mate. I'm gonna get you in there one day. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I, I. I uh, spoke to Sober Dave about it the other day. I, um, I, I said about I was going to try and set up a thing in in um, for my birthday in July. Try and get as many people. Down. When's your birthday in July? What day? July the twelfth. How much? July the eleventh. Is it? We can have a joint wow. birthday. <laughs> All right. So what? Do you know days. what? I'm in the UK. Yeah. I'm in the UK on the eleventh. I'm doing a gig in London. So the twelfth. Yeah, so I'm going to try and set one up for the 12th, get as many people in sobriety down to Felixstowe as possible, all jump in the sea and all meet yeah. up and that, go for something to eat after. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, yeah. okay. Well, I've said yes now, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> Actually, and it's the summer. I mean, I I mean, I lived in Lowestoft for the last uh, two years, so I know that yeah. the sea is cold. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I went in so, this morning, and, I, and I've only been having cold showers for the past couple of weeks. And when I jumped in this morning, I, I thought I was going to pass out. <laughs> My daughter was with me, so I was trying to act brave, and she was like, "You're all right." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I mean, it has to. I do. I am aware of. I am aware of the um, benefits of it all, and yeah. actually, the mind. Over, it, it's. I think it's the brain. If you can just go. Yeah. 
it's yeah there's so many health benefits to it and but mental i honestly think that's one of the the biggest tools that that have helped me that and i go to meetings and finding other people in sobriety and everything but cold water therapy i swear by it i, I think because it. it's it, it's an instant you instantly jumping a hurdle aren't you yeah you're standing there going i do not want to do this yeah right and then you go duh yeah, now yeah. i'm doing this yeah and i might hate it that 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 yeah. feeling in the morning, especially like get down there early hours and it's dark and it's freezing cold anyway, and you know you're about to get in. Like it's literally, it feels like the worst decision of your life. <laughs> it's literally just a few steps, and then you get your breathing under control, and then yeah. you feel great for the rest of the day. Yeah. It and it is the rest of the day, isn't it? It's like yeah, you just... and it, you get you get slow waves of energy throughout the afternoon and that, and real pick me ups and everything yeah. in the afternoon. Yeah, so maybe I'll try. High. I could try it in Mexico. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't know if that'll work, mate. <laughs> yeah, I I nip up to Cancun this weekend. Yeah, yeah I don't, think, yeah, you, I don't think you need cold water therapy in Mexico. <laughs> no, I think yeah. it's all right. Yeah. I'd, so yeah, yeah, so we definitely have to do that. I'm up for doing that. But, definitely, um, I've never you've never regretted a dip, have you, Jack? Never. No, you don't. You no. don't. You don't. Yeah, you, you certainly think you've made a terrible decision just before you get in. You think it's the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's not one morning where you want to throw yourself in that cold water. No, but the, no. But the results the same every time you get out of it. Absolutely, every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I I can I can see all of. Okay, right, the 12th of July. Yeah, it'd be great. It's got to be done, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm going to start putting <laughs> posts up about it and that. So yeah, and then it got to go all in. Um, yeah. I was um, I was listening to um, uh, your chat with the uh, the from Scotland. Oh, what? cyber cyclist! Cyber yeah. cyclist. Yeah. So interesting. So good. I've st- I've downloaded all of yours now, so I can listen on flights and things. But awesome. I think I think it's so good to, that what what you're doing because is. Uh, from from my side of thing, uh, this sorry I was going to say is that now you know when you said that question of how do you deal with things now, there's so much more availability of being able to it's like Instagram podcasts. That, yeah. Like nine years ago, there really wasn't that kind of scene. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. wasn't, and it's so. What I love about it is that we all go through the same thing. It, we all know, uh, however we've got to this point where we've changed and gone, right, okay, now this is what's happening. This is what we're doing. And you know that you're honest and you're honest with each other. And I think it's so important. Honesty is just mm-hmm. the one. Because as soon as you start, like, what is the point? And life becomes easier if you're honest. Yeah. So I, I can't believe I ever, you know, and I wasn't ever lying to hurt anybody. I was, yeah. it was the opposite. But yeah. the main thing I was doing was doing myself. But I think now there's so much stuff to you can listen to and go, oh, hey, I'm going to get a flight. I'm going to download this podcast. I'm going to download this. You know, like Sober Dave's, all of his, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so much. And I think the community is really good. And there's none of Definitely. that. There's no barrier. Like we, I, It's like us to, it's like the three of us have always hung out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. And you know that yeah. I could go and meet you anywhere. Just right. Hey, should we meet up? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, cool. And yeah, and then, and true. all of that, all of that other bit of life, which is stressful or oh, anxiety of meeting someone. 
oh god right oh you know someone tells me something about themselves i've immediately got to tell them something that matches it or don't. yeah so it's nothing to do with that it's just like, all right yeah 100 you've hit the nail on the head there and and what the, the what this time round being sober because relapse is part of my story um, yeah. and and before where I was trying to go at it alone all the time I didn't have the answers so I was always trying to second guess but when you meet people like yourself and other people on the same journey and you talk and open up and talk to each other you hear the answers that you've been looking for for years do you know what yeah. I mean and and that fucking puts closure to to some shit. Oh, it's amazing. I remember going yeah. to a, I remember going to it because I never did. I didn't do the 12 steps or anything like that. But I've, yeah. I've used AA for um, what I need from it. And sometimes yeah. I go, oh, my God, I just need to I just need to go. And I mean, what's better than going in a room full of like minded people and talking about yeah. yourself? It's great. Yeah. And, going, <laughs> yeah. and I remember my friend saying to me, don't look for differences. Look for similarities. Yeah, it's the yeah. most important. And I remember being um, at, at, at a meeting in Islington, and I was just sat there listening to people talking. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like my brain, I am so far away from what's going on here. I can't. Yeah. Like, and then this old lady, who was about 80, 81, said something, and and she, I just remember her sort of going, "She's like, you know, it's all right to admit." that it's hard being sober. She's like, yeah. like that's okay. It's okay to say that. She yeah. said, and as soon as you say it, you'll suddenly realize you'll see all the other bits, but don't just not say it. Go, actually, it's really hard today because um, I'm around loads of people. Suddenly I don't, the connection I have with this people was about the before getting to the pub, going to the pub, hanging out, how much you can drink, how much gets get some coke? Yeah, I'm going to be the last one up. I'm going to do that, and then talking about it the next day, yeah. and then you realise that all you had in common with those people was that. Mm. And actually, you you don't have to you don't have to fit into their life if that's still their life and it's not yours. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to go. Hey, well, I don't need to be there. That's yeah. fine. And these days, I've I've been moving the negative people out of my life. Yeah, I, amazing. I can't. I can't be. I, I, if someone's genuinely in trouble, or I don't see that as negative. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but if someone's just like, oh yeah, well, it's all right for you, Adrian, because no, I'll tell you why it's all right for me. It's because I work hard and I work Fucking hard in my life. <laughs> People, yeah. like, I fly around the world. I, I, I get. I saved all the points. Every pound I spend, I get air miles. I've got a British Airways thing. You know, and I've got gold membership with BA, which I love telling everybody. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, God, well, it's all right for you. I'm like, you could have exactly the same thing. Yeah. You're just choosing not to. You've just bought a gram of Coke. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I upgraded my flight to business class for 90 quid. You bought you bought a gram of Coke and a bag of MDMA, like, yeah. for 90 quid. You could have flown, you could have flown business class and got a load of points. And it's things like that. I really am feeling all the benefits, at, yeah. especially at the moment. Just by now, simply making better life choices. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? yeah. yeah. And my brain's clearer to do it. I can, you know, when someone goes, oh, yeah, have you, have you got an app to, you know, you could be collecting, but, oh, yeah, no, I can't be bothered. No, I can really be bothered now. Yeah. I can really be, yeah. and all the good things happen. It's like, it's great. And, yeah. and I absolutely love my life. And anybody who 
someone someone messaged on my on my uh, on my Instagram of something. I was going, I just I am having the best time ever. Da, da. Someone's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop going on about it. I was mm. just like, and then I thought about it, and someone said to me, be careful who you share good news with, yeah, because they can turn your turn your thing around. Um, I don't know if you follow my friend Jack Cottrell. You should get him on actually for a chat. So really? Jack Cottrell is a real close friend of mine. We've just started a business together, you know, promoting yeah. music. He's a drummer, musician, yeah. went on the road young. Uh, and the, the two of us this year has been ridiculous. Like it, he's done his HGV uh, driving test. Like, and people are like, oh, why aren't, are you going to start working it? He's like, I didn't do it because I need a job as an HGV driver. I did it to push myself because I yeah. know that there's, if I ever need money and need to do something, I've got, I've always wanted to drive a truck. I've done yeah. that. Then the next week he came out to me in Bulgaria and we hung out there. We set up all these concerts for the year. And then he went, flew back to the UK for one night. And then he went to Morocco and drove the Atlas mountains on a motorbike. <laughs> like, it's like what? And now he's down in Plymouth learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, like what? It's like, what? Amazing. And, <laughs> and so when I, like, I mean, it's so inspiring, and, and yeah. seeing you guys and just on Instagram, there's so much inspiring stuff. Yeah, you you're have... right in what you say as well, though. That sometimes you get a negative comment, don't you? And ninety percent of it is positive but sometimes you get one negative and it and that does play on your mind and it it completely makes you think what am i doing here but it, throw, it throws you off yeah it throws you off because you go oh yeah. hang on a minute i thought that honesty was now the best policy and the best thing but is yeah. that affecting other people and it's yeah. like well actually it's a tough one yeah it's like i, I like i think the people that put the negative stuff on there are people that are not quite ready to deal with their own lives maybe do you know what i mean oh, i might be yeah. wrong in saying that but if you're gonna go out your way to put something negative on someone who's being positive then you've got to take a look at your own life i've said i've said before on this like i feel if you're you know with this access to information and these platforms to be able to view so many thousands and millions of people all over the world if there's something that you don't like like it's so easy just to like unfollow or like just not yeah. follow that person why yeah. is put the time in to like yeah. post something negative unless you've got something going on in your life that you're not happy about i yeah. just that's, that's the same with TV shows as well like people who get offended that, about something on tv i'm just like just change the channel done i put yeah, a done. post up about that before as well because some a, a friend of mine said to me I think you post a little bit too much on on Instagram. And I'm said, well, you, you never told me when I was doing too much cocaine, <laughs> but yet you did. Absolutely crazy. It is mad, and the fact that someone has to have an opinion about it is is the that is the you know if you could if you what if you saw somebody who was seriously struggling on Instagram and you might go oh hang on a minute I'm a bit worried about. Uh, what she's saying or what he's saying or what they are saying, you know, oh, that doesn't sound like they're on the ball or mm. that sounds a bit worrying. I might send a private message and go, hey, how you doing? Hope you're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but if someone's spreading positivity and going, yeah. hey, I just had the most amazing day, went out, felt great. And something I forget to do is when I, on my on the road and recovery Instagram account, yeah. I, I'll, I, I I do a video and I thought, and after I do the video, I feel so good. Yeah. And 
And, and actually, at the end of the day, if it's only me who gets anything out of doing it, I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and, and, the... and the, if, if someone says, oh, they don't like the videos, like Jack said, they don't have to watch. But the reason you do it is for the person that does need to hear that. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. And, and, if it's one person and... who sees that and goes, oh, wow, I want to be yeah. that. Or success. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that exactly. is it. Yeah. Projections. Exactly people at... Uh, but it, it's funny because I think it's in a world where people pe oh, people try to compare so much yeah. in this world. It's like, oh, it's I haven't got that. Does that. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, people look at it and go, I haven't got that. That means I'm lesser of a person or I haven't mm. got that. Do I need to aspire to? So I'm someone I've never wanted to buy a house. I, never, I, I couldn't care less. Whereas mm. I've got other the friends who are like oh my god i'm so stressed out i've got to buy this house i'm like okay cool yeah. but i i tr i always believe that people i know this isn't true but i like to believe that people are doing what they want to do yeah that i i'm i'm always doing something that i want to do like if i didn't want to be here right now or if i didn't feel comfortable doing a podcast i wouldn't have done it yeah or if i if i didn't want to be sat here or i didn't want to be in mexico or i didn't want, I just wouldn't do it. And I realise there's stuff you have to do in life because yeah, yeah. that there is stuff. But I, I always assume that people are working towards the thing they want to do or they're doing yeah. the thing they want to do alongside it. And so mm -hmm. it makes me sad when people go, oh, yeah, well, it's a shame I'll never be able to do that. And then I'll question it and say, why not? Well, you could try this or why don't you look at this? Can I help you in that way? And the negative people will go, uh, yeah, but, oh, but, Oh, but it's all right. And like you said, they're not ready to change or to yeah. do, you know, and, and I yeah. think, and, and I think people, you know, there's a massive stigma in people um, not being able to talk, you know, within men and women, not being able to talk honestly or openly, or if yeah. they say, if they are open about it, they get judged about it. Yeah. Luckily, and, I've and got that, over that. Come with a bit of its own stigma because it does take some bollocks to do what we do. And I'm not just blowing the, our own trumpets. It does no. to come out there and, and, and be honest about what's going on with you because of the negativity. And some people I feel um, because, because they, they wouldn't do it necessarily themselves. Then they, they look at it as a negative thing towards you. And, yeah. and maybe because they haven't got the bollocks to do it themselves. I don't know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But, and but, and in, in saying that, if you're actually okay, it doesn't mean that you have to then go and do it. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to exactly, find yeah. the things. Oh, I feel yeah. like now should be, you know, and, yeah. it's, and the, it's, you have to look after yourself. That's number one. And if, yeah. if it helps you to be honest and speak how you're feeling and, and say when things are great, it's so important to say when things are good. Yeah. That is, I think that is so important. Yeah, and I think anyone that I try and help and, and speak to, I say, Hey, don't just call me when everything's shit. Yeah. Like, give me a call when things are great, you know. Yeah, Phone definitely. me up and tell me, God, you won't believe this. This is amazing. I'll tell you what, because I will absolutely love it. And being my mate Jack, we're the, like, the first person, any good news, any kind of thing, immediately phone him. Like, it's just, yeah. all right, mate, you're not going to believe this. After I had the meeting last night, in the middle of the night, left the left a voice message then this morning like because it's great because we're working on this company together but because we're seven hours or six hours apart 
Yeah. It means that we're working the whole time. So when he's yeah. awake, he's working up. And we've both got that work ethic of like, right, how many tickets can we sell? Right. We're addicted yeah. to get it, it's I think we're lucky people to have the addictive thing. Mm. You've just gotta you just gotta be you've addictive. got to use it in the right in the right channels, don't you? Definitely. And yeah. it sounds easy to say that. Yeah. It sounds easy to say that, but it it's it's hard yeah. to do that. You, and it, you, but if you, you do hit the nail in the head there, though, you, you're 100 right because uh, someone I spoke to on the phone recently as well. I said it's not necessarily a bad thing. We're all dealt certain cards the way we are and the way our brains are wired up. Now there's negatives and positives to every person how they're oh, yeah. how they're wired up. Do you know what I mean? It's just it is literally like you just said, channeling in, channeling in, channeling in, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Channeling in, I'm saying. But channeling it, oh fucking hell! No, come on, channeling, no, channeling. Yeah, channeling. yeah what he said. Let's say it again. Way. <laughs> fucking hell! I think I'm going to start drinking again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> but it no, is if you true. can if you can flick the switch and put it into that into the things that you want to do, the things that you know, working on yourself, you, you're going to yeah. go. It's just going to keep going and going. Yeah. Because yeah, it, and, and it's all there. And the thing is, it's all there for everyone to have. That's yeah. the treat. It's not, it's not an exclusive thing. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, you've got this life because of this. You got, it's, yeah. If you can take away, if you can take all that anxiety of that and all that and remove that, it, life is an absolute treat. Even though yeah. it is hard, it is hard. Life is... Life is tough, but it becomes a lot more enjoyable, you know. And, yeah, there's and a lot. So... There's a lot more good days in sobriety than there is bad, isn't there? And, oh and yeah. And I, and I, that's one of the quotes I like. I have to remind myself that every good day in every bad day in recovery is a lot better than a good day in in that oh, yeah. addiction. You know what I mean? And that's so true. Isn't it, it is, and it's mad when you try. When I try and think back to that, when I was taking cocaine and. I was I was not on not drinking, so I'd like get up and t- I was doing like three grams a day, and I would actually in my head I was like, oh no, but it, I don't, I could hear myself saying it. I was going, yeah, but it's amazing. Cocaine's such a different drug if you're not drinking. It's like, yeah, trying <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fine. Like, it's not. I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. I mean, it's the first thing I do in the morning, and the last thing I do is have a line of coke before I go to sleep. Wake up in the night and go, oh, I just have a quick line. What yeah. the fuck? You know, it's like, and yeah. and when I tell people about this, like about what my life was like, and they cannot believe it. They're like, what? They're like, they, like, they cannot understand. They, mm. Especially people who don't take drugs or only yeah. have a glass of wine every now and again. Yeah. They're just like, oh my god, what what made you do that? And it's weird because sometimes you you don't know what it is no. that made you do it. But oh, yeah. I, I always wanted to be the extreme of everything I do, and now I'm just the extreme of trying to be the best person I can be. And yeah, that's brilliant. You know, and you've come a long way, mate. And you should be proud of yourself because I'm really proud of you. I think you're a diamond. Ah, uh, cheers, boys. Yeah. yeah I'll, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to us meeting up. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> July the twelfth. I'm going to put posts up and tag you in it. So you yeah, are definitely. Do, yeah, I'm a hundred percent up for it. We've got yeah, to do it. I'm, I'm going to put a, a tag up, uh, a post up as that about um, 
about this podcast as well, if that's all right. Yeah, no, I'll tell you what. Should I take a photo on here and then I can... Yeah. There we go. You're all looking good. Also, <laughs> I don't get... How healthy do you look? Yeah, I feel it. <laughs> also, who's going to win the beard co- The beard off? That, oh, we're both quite stubborn, so we're going to look well, like definitely. Well, you're definitely stubborn. I know that you will be stubborn. Yeah, yeah. We we had um, we had a bloke on who who's got a beard shop. He was on a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah, and, um, and I know. I just fucking say stupid shit. That's why I ended up jumping in the sea every day for a year. But I say yeah. stupid shit. And you I, do this I, all I, the time, Sam. And do you know what? Do you know what? That's probably why I've got so much motivation for this challenge because you say <laughs> stupid shit all the time. And I'm just like, you know what, Sam? I'm gonna fucking beat you. <laughs> <laughs> have you got have you got a cutoff point or not? There isn't no is Christmas. There? No cutoff for me. I'm just gonna Christmas, Christmas 2026. Yeah. If it needs to be, if it needs to be that, then that's a good way. We're gonna look like right fuckers at the end of this. I'll tell you. Yeah, I love it. Well, I, I can't even grab anything. Mine's like a newborn hamster. I get like a bit here, like a bit there. So I'm out. I'm already out. I've lost. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I might dye my hair a different colour. Thinking of going platinum. I'm thinking of going silver. Looks platinum. Sick. Yeah, I might do that. Beauty. Just before we go, any last advice you'd give anyone starting a sobriety journey? Starting a sobriety journey. Um, it will see what I find is when you start, what I found when you start uh, with sobriety is that the first the first two weeks or the first month can be really, really exciting. And actually, when you talk to people and tell people that you're trying that, you know, that you, you're changing and you are you're, you're going sober, you're going to be in sobriety and you tell people about it everybody will be like hey how are you doing how's everything going oh wow you're looking amazing how are you feeling yeah i'm good and it's all about being sober and it's all about you and you're getting all the attention from everywhere mm. then very soon two or three weeks in those people who were like hey how are you doing how's this they remember that they have their own lives and mm. suddenly you realize that everyone has their own lives and they're all doing their own thing. And suddenly people might not start saying to you, hey, how are you getting on? How, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How are you doing? And then suddenly you feel very much on your own, I think, mm. after mm. the sort of three-week kind of period. And it could be easy to get in your own head and go, oh, shit, well, this is a bit rubbish now. I've alienated myself from other people. Mm. And, oh, and then you start going, oh, Drink was our connection. Or maybe if I start again now, no one's going to say, oh, well, you tried, you know. Get over that bit. Speak to someone, message someone, write it down. Send me a message on Instagram. Send any of you guys a message on Instagram. Speak to someone, write it down and go, hey, it's all right. I just got to get to the end of each day, one day at a time. And suddenly... Suddenly, after about, I always, I found that after 13 weeks, it's really weird because I was writing stuff down. After 13 weeks, I was kind of like, hang on a minute. This is a great way of life. This is brilliant. And, mm. and all I can say from my personal experience, and I've never heard anybody else in sobriety say anything different. So is that the further you go on in it 
and you get into it. The first, it doesn't it doesn't get shitter. None of this. Yeah. There'll be tough times along the way, but as mm-hmm. you start batting that away and batting that away, as you get further, though the things you batted away will come back and you go, oh yeah, well I did that last time. Oh yeah, yeah that's fine. Actually, it was men- fine. Yeah. And you get this toolbox that you go, oh shit, oh, I remember that before, to the point where that doesn't even reach where you are. Yeah. And it, as you and and try not it, it's really good ticking off. Yeah, I mean, I've got a tattoo with how many years I'm sober, you know. Uh, but ticking off years and you see things is great. But get yeah. to the get to the end of the day, because that is the goal. Get to the end of the day. And I promise you that. All of this gets better and all of the good feelings that you get, all of like, oh, my God, I feel amazing. All the inner smugness when you've gone, actually, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy a pair of jeans for 200 quid because yeah. before I, I didn't think anything was spending. It's amazing how I go. Sometimes I go, oh, my God, can I really spend can I really spend 250 quid on that? I was like, oh, my God, you spend 250 quid every two days sticking out of my nose. Yeah. yeah. And so I go, yeah, I'm going to have it. But all of that inner smugness of leave it being somewhere and not feeling and going, oh, I don't feel right here. Actually, I'd quite like to just go home and lay on the sofa. And you leave and you get home and go, God, I'm so glad I left. This is brilliant. All of those feelings of good and feeling excited and all of that gets better and better and better. And next month, it'll be nine years for me off alcohol. And I have never, never felt better than i do now i'm the fittest i've ever been i feel healthy my brain feels the world is just opening up and i'm just just getting on with stuff any bit of stress that feels like it was going to be stress isn't or if it is it's i see it as work right work through that give Mm. myself time appreciate things like going to the gym going for a walk nature just go wow life life is it's life is ridiculous it's mad but enjoy it and if you stick with it i promise you that it just gets better and better and i've got people who are 30 years in sobriety people who are 40 years in sobriety and they all say the same and they're the happiest people i've ever met and they they do exactly what they want in their life and i want that and i just want to wake up and feel fucking wonderful every day and at this moment now that's what happens i wake up i'm excited for life i feel brilliant and i feel healthy and yeah yeah i love that i feel lucky but 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 i don't forget what i went through i i check in and go that is a shit way of life that is not for me that is not good and i think be don't get complacent because i know if i had that amount of alcohol i'd be back on it yeah game over yeah it's, and it really is that people go oh no you wouldn't know you wouldn't i was like i fucking would because i'm yeah my brain's intelligent enough to go i'd be able to go ah oh, well i've had one i could just yeah all right yeah. i won't touch spirits so I, like, I can see that i can see yeah, the whole yeah. game i see yeah. it go yeah. and the, the, whole same with smoking. the whole mindset of with one little shot would completely change wouldn't it it's crazy yeah, it would just you would just go bang because then you yeah. go well I've, got, I've gone this far i've had that I'm, i've already fucked it i might as well do it for a month and now yeah, i'm going yeah. to try sobriety and then once you know that you can go back into that it's like when you know relationships when people split up for a bit and then they get back together that it's never really the same because yeah. you know that you can get out of it because you've done it yeah. once before you know yeah, yeah. Um, but if you take it all on board and go this is it 
you know, when people go to me, oh, I'm like you now, Adrian. I, I only drink at the weekends. I'm like, you, you're definitely not like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not comparing, but I was just like, oh, yeah, well, I don't drink. I'm a bit like, more like you now. I don't really drink. I'm like, yeah. you don't really drink. So what do you mean is you drink? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, but anyway, that's uh, what I would yeah. say. Stick with it and enjoy it. Awesome. Absolute inspiration, mate, and and I love it, and I'm so glad you come on. I appreciate. Hey, it. thanks for inviting me. Really, no worries, man. It's great. Hey, I'm looking forward to meeting up with the two of you. Awesome. Twelfth of July. Yeah, not really looking forward We're... to the seat. I'll do some <laughs> yeah. training this week. Yeah, right, we'll mate. do it. Thank hey, you very much. All right. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> you fine, Jack? Yes, mate. I'm all good. Um, you tired? Yeah, I'm a little bit tired. It's just, it's just been a long week, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. just tired working and, 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 you know, I'm getting trained and going and, and just, yeah, trying to exercise and work and get lots of things done. And yeah. You didn't really get a fucking word in with me and him, did you? <laughs> didn't need to, mate. I was happy to yeah. let it go. I mean, he's a fascinating bloke. Um, he's got a very interesting story, lots of life lessons, guys like that. You just got to let him go, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant bloke. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, mate? How are you doing? I'm all good, mate. I'm very good. I had a couple of shit days the other day, but that might. Nothing to worry about. Just. Ugh. Just felt. Ugh. But I'm all right now. <laughs> you all good? Missing your missus? Oh, I like how you quickly turn it back round there. <laughs> yes. Can you just turn your screen, like landscape? Fuck's sake. No, do that again. Right. That's how I've wanted you to do it since we started doing these Zoom calls. Yeah, but then my face is on the side. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't fit in my thing like that. Oh. Got to go, I need a wee. Continuity, Samuel. I'll, I'll teach you about that word at some point. Um, oh, don't. You, you know, you'll never be able to spell it, but I'll teach you what it means. Um, I can spell continuity. No. Right, as always. Uh, oh, well, well, my bloody screen's gone. Hang on. Uh, right, as always, like and subscribe, YouTube and Spotify, dare to talk. Were we actually doing were we actually doing the thing there? Um sorry. What are you doing? I don't know. Instagram, Jackie Boy Shep. Instagram. At their uh, underscore two underscore dip. Fuck, you know. Been practicing. Um, yes, that's that guy right there. Um, Facebook, Dare to Dip, Cold Water Therapy, Change Your Life. Yes. And listen to this episode and go back and listen to more because we've got some fantastic episodes yep. lined up for you. You can download all the episodes, subscribe on Spotify. Um, all the episodes are up on YouTube as well. All the ones that are on Zoom, that we do on Zoom, you can watch back. Uh, full episode and see our faces and who as we're talking. Um, great news for some people, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and yeah, keep keep up 
keep up the good work, Samuel. This podcast is fire as well. What a bloke. And um, yeah, we've got some good work in the pipeline coming up and we've got some good work we've done previously as well. I'm proud of us, Jack. Peace out. Peace out. You could have sounded a bit more enthusiastic than that, mate. See you later. Ciao.